Hey, it's Carla Farrell from the Steve Harvey Morning Show on the iHeart Podcast Network, talking AT&T. We've all got a lucky friend, the one who wants a big new TV and boom, suddenly that TV's on sale. Some people always seem to get the best opportunities or the best deals. Well, now some people are all people at AT&T because AT&T is giving all of their customers, both new and existing, the same great deals. That's right, everybody can get in on great AT&T deals all the time. Visit att.com slash best deals to learn more. Restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Samsung. Moms help everyone be their most epic selves. So for Mother's Day, help mom be her most epic with Samsung Galaxy Gifts. Like a smartwatch with next-level fitness tracking. Or the statement-making Galaxy Z Flip 5G that lets mom flex her style. This year, celebrate what makes mom epic with Samsung Galaxy. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in his cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. Listen to me. Mm-hmm. Put your hands together for Steve Harvey. Put your hands Good morning, everybody. Y'all listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey. (laughs) Got a radio show. Um, Five things that I know successful people have to do. To be successful, the principles are the same. You can apply it to anything. You know, if you want to be happily married, you know, whatever it is, the principles of success are the same. There are a series of things that you have to do. You cannot skip the steps of success. If you do, you're going to have to go back and step on them anyway. So here's, 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 a, here's a part, man, that I want you all to understand about me and, 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 and about how to look at it. You know, uh, 
you you cannot underestimate faith and prayer. You just can't. You cannot underestimate the power of faith and the power of prayer. See, for me, this is just for me now. This ain't in the scripture nowhere. This is just something I discovered. What prayer did for me was, was it tied me to my creator. It gave me a sense, and I'm describing it this way, but I'm telling you it's deeper than this. But it gave me a sense that I wasn't alone. And in actuality, I wasn't. But prayer helped connect me to the power source that was available to me to get through, get around, or get over whatever it was that was in the way. Whether it was just a period I stretched, I had to go through of hard work. It had a period I had to go through to learn some lessons. Uh, some periods I had to go through from having to pay for some of the mistakes I've made. Whatever the case may be, prayer gave me a decided advantage Especially, uh oh, here we go. Especially over my enemies. Now, the majority of people in my life that were my enemies, I didn't want them to be my enemies. Make no mistake about this. But through the thing called life, some things went down, some things happened from here and there and went over here and over that way, and a person became my enemy. The majority of enemies I had came out of nowhere. I have no reason to even see why they are my enemy. But, you know, life goes on, man. It happens from time to time. Some some people just won't let it go. See, some people in their uh, quest to do something to you or to make you pay, they just won't let it go. Well, it may cause you some discomfort and some of it may be lies about you and, and all of this and all of that, but you that, that, that can't prohibit you from going forward. So what I'm saying is prayer gave me the strength, wisdom, understanding, and courage to either go through it, go around it, or go over it. But it happened. And that's what prayer does. And I don't want you to underestimate the power of prayer because you're going to need it on this way. Now, here's the deal. You could do this without prayer, but it's going to be so, so incredibly difficult. See, look, becoming successful is already difficult. Now, try doing it without prayer and faith. I, I, I can't see how it gets done now. See, I don't, I don't see how it can get done. I mean, personally. Now, somebody else can have a book or write a story and tell you something totally different, but they ain't on the Steve Harvey morning show. I'm telling you the truth as it happened for me. I do not know how I could have made it without faith and without prayer. It it would have, something would have got me. YouTube would have got me. The bloggers would have got me. You know, that teacher that told me I wasn't never going to be nothing, she would have got me. 
my partners that I grew up with that used to laugh behind my back, they would have got me. My friend that went over to my mother's house one time and told her, you know what Steve's problem is? He out there telling them jokes. He just lazy. He don't want to work. That would have got me. They didn't know. I ain't really mad at them because they was just, all they was doing was basing their uh, conversations and passing judgment based on what they knew, based on what they believed. They didn't believe I was going to make it. But, but that's them, though. If it was not for faith, which is the belief in things that you cannot see, I wouldn't have made it. Because I would have listened to everybody else who didn't see me getting here and went along with it. And then prayer, oh my goodness, man. How many times has prayer bailed me out? Prayer has bailed me out. Prayer still bailing me out. <laughs> Tell you the truth, man. Quiet as it's kept. Prayer, that connection to your heavenly father, that connection to your creator, that connection to that source of power and inspiration, that connection of never feeling that you're alone. You know, I was watching uh, Bishop Jakes on uh, TV yesterday, and it was a repeat. And one of the things he was talking about, well, let me just get to the gist of it. I was going through a portion of my life, and I, and I, and I went through it for some years, y'all. I had gotten myself into a jam that lasted for years. I'm telling you, for years, with some serious consequences to follow for years. And I was so busy looking at where I was at. I was sulking sometimes, man. I'd get on the radio, man, I'd be just done. I was sulking. My, 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 my spirit had gotten low. I had gotten tired of the fight. And I, I, would, I would come on some mornings, man, and I would try, would try not to let on, but I was hurting. I was, because I had been in it for years, man. I had been in this thing for years. And one thing I was doing, I was so busy looking at where I was at. And when I was watching Bishop Jake, he, he preached this sermon. He was talking about so busy looking at where you at that you don't even realize that God has been with you the entire time. And you know what, man, just yesterday, just yesterday I heard this. And I text him, I text Bishop Jakes, and I thanked him because it was an old message I could tell. And I called, I text him up and I said, man, thank you so much. I was just watching you on TV. And you told me, man, something that, I, that I'll always remember, that whatever you're going through, that he's there with you the whole time. But see, well, sometimes when you're so busy looking at where you're at, you don't even notice where he is. And see, sometimes, man, that, that helped me. And that's going to help me in the future to realize that what I'm going through, that he's there, he's there with me, and he's going to protect me, and he ain't going to let my enemies overcome me, and he ain't going to let nobody overtake me, and he ain't going to let me go under because he's there. It's just you can't be so busy looking at where you at that you don't take notice of where he at. 
God is always there. He's always available. And the best way to tap into that and know it is you got to pray. Prayer has changed my life. Prayer can change your life. You can become something if you just pray. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your undivided attention, please? This is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Now listen to me. What's about to happen today? It's going to be moments of uh, revelry. Revelry and high, unobliterated foolery combined with the narcocracy of the evolution of dexterity. Wow. That's a word, dude. Won't, won't we all get to heaven? Say amen. 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 Amen again. Amen, Sister Shirley. Hello, Steve. Amen. Wonderful. Amen. Uh, head of the Nurses Guild, Sister Carla. Good morning, Steve. Amen. Amen again. The head of the Junior Choir, Kill. I'm going up a yonder. <laughs> we have reduced you all to just one A selection per month. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, the uh, deacon of desaprocity, of uh, the deacon <laughs> of death jail. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, my right hand. My rock, my ace boon coon, buzz it back, buddy. None other than the prank master himself. Nephew Tommy. Ah. Come on. Good morning. Man. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And good oh, morning. You are here. Yeah. We are here today to discuss the shutdown. Mm. Oh. Why in the hell <laughs> you better ask is why. we still shut down? Come on, Motown. Because your president does not have his wall. The president said Mexico <laughs> was going to pay for the damn wall. He did. Well, amen. He amen. Javier Julio Gustavio Jesus Hector. Luis and all of them laughed. We not paying for a damn thing, and we still coming, and we're going to have stuff in our pockets. <laughs> Through tunnels. I don't give a damn what you do. We flying in, tunneling in, we walking in, we skipping in. You're not skipping, though. Yeah. Oh, we coming in. They coming in. Skipping okay. is good. Skipping is yeah, good. I like it. So, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, that is what it is, mm-hmm. and it ain't what it ain't. Mm. I'm so sick of this shutdown, man. This has got me ridiculous. I thought you hit it with one. I thought you put a curse right there. Man. It's like a sound like a curse. Man. I'm so sick of this shutdown. Uh, <laughs> but if you had done it, if we understand why, because we sick of it too. And so That's do the government workers understand. That's Again, right. This is the second day. Second day with their paychecks saying 0.00. What he said, what his days. daughter-in-law said, uh, they don't get it, man. They've never been paycheck to paycheck. The Trump family has never struggled. They don't know what it is. Donald Trump's daddy was rich for years. Yeah. All right, Steve. Coming up at 32 after the hour, well, the big gang prop bet propositions, we're going to talk about that 
right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Okay, now there's a thing, guys. It's called prop bets, where people Mm -hmm. uh, make predictions on how some of the prop bets on the big games will turn out. For instance, you know about this right here. Uh, So, Steve, yeah, here here we go. They they make bets on things like how long will it take for Gladys Knight to sing the national anthem? Oh, that's a bet. Yeah, that's a, that's a prop yeah, bet. Yeah, the previous okay. three years, it went over two minutes, just so you'll know. <laughs> now uh, we're Warren Buffett singing. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Jimmy not Buffett? Warren. Not Warren. <laughs> he's not a singer. He's a billionaire. If you want it to be short, we'll let realtor. Warren sing it. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> he's got some more money to make. All right, uh, here's another one. What color will the liquid be that's poured over the head of the winning coach? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, Let me tell y'all what color that's going to be. What you think? you remember what what color it was last year? Uh. It was green last year. Yeah. Oh, because of the Eagles. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Green. Oh, yeah. And then the year before that, it was a push because Bill Belichick ran. (laughs) (laughs) What you not going to do. Right. (laughs) I love when they pour it over. But how did they know to make it green? So, you know what I'm saying? I guess they have each color. Oh, but they had each color? Yeah, they had to. Well, I mean, the Eagles ain't going to drink no red Gatorade. Well, no, what she's saying is how did they know the Eagles were going to win? They played the Patriots. Oh, y'all. So they had blue Gatorade? Yeah, they probably had both colors. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what the prop is. You got to just The probability of them winning would produce green. Okay. You can guess the coin toss, heads or tails. Okay. Yeah, the coin toss. What will will the team that wins a coin toss decide? They're going to defer. Oh, you said, okay. Because sometimes Mm -hmm. they receive the kickoff or they defer to the second. Mm -hmm. Okay. How many people will watch the Super Bowl in the U.S. alone? 75 million. Millions. Yeah. Yeah, they're saying 106 and a half million. I believe it. That's a lot of people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's a whole lot of people. (laughs) Watching one thing at one time? Yeah. Wow. I mean, ain't nobody doing nothing. And here's another prop bet. (laughs) I mean, it's the biggest game played anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. How many times will the Patriots owner Robert Kraft be shown on TV? (laughs) 20. Uh, 20. show him all the time. How many times, Steve? I think about, I would say, 11 times. In hmm. a four-hour game. Yeah. Wow. That's probably right. So you mm-hmm. have any prop bets of your own, Steve? How many? How many I was uh, betting on stuff that's very off-centered. You know, you have to know people to make these bets. These what? bets ain't in Vegas, you know. Like what these what? bets at? You know, just like hood bets, like how many pimps going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> you know? you gotta in Atlanta? Woo-hoo! Yo, uh, <laughs> How, how late is Magic City going to be over? <laughs> oh, they, 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 they got it done. They got it done. They are open on Sunday. Wow. They got it done. It's done. And you know and this how? Uh, but I, I heard. Da, it, da, that, da. But <laughs> they're going to be open on Sunday, though. That's hey, man, all I know. How would you even know that? How do you get alerted? It's just news. It's not news. I haven't heard that at all. Oh, they're going to be open on Sunday. You know, they normally close on Sunday. The strip clubs are normally close on Sunday. Mm. They will be open on Sunday, and not only that, they may even, may even be open an hour or two longer. They are open. They are you, are you on money. the mailing list for the newsletter? Oh, no. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not on the committee or none of that. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just giving y'all the facts. That's all.
Oh, now, you want to go fact check? Go do that. I'm just telling you, Dad. Like you're chairman of the board. Uh, <laughs> there's other bets in Atlanta. Uh, what? Like what, what Steve? Uh, what color is the mink coat that big boy going to wear for the halftime? <laughs> that's, that's a bet? Uh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's a bet. That's white. What you think? What you think? What color? Uh, I think he's going to fool them all and ain't going to do mink. Uh-huh. Um. Your uh, these hood bets is going on this just at the barber shop. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I like but they betting on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many copies of Kevin's new movie could be sold at the barber shop uh, night of Super Bowl? The upside. <laughs> oh, that's cold. Yeah. It's Ooh. still in theaters, Steve. Sell about thirty copies. <laughs> if it's still in theaters, it's at the barber shop. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> It's just bets like that that you're going to have, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. How many times, uh, (laughs) you know, people going to be on the wrong street called Peachtree? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good one. That's a good one right there. It is. Uh, There's another bet for the Super Bowl. Uh Mm -hmm. How many people going to get thrown out of Lennox? Oh, the mall. Yeah. Mm. It's going to be so crowded at Lennox Man. Mall. That's possible. Woo. Man. That's true. Now, that's that's, it, that's going to be crowded. That's true. Yeah. Peachtree, too. The confusion is real. Yes, it is. Yeah, and then here's a real honorary bet. Of <laughs> honorary. Huh. Which hotel would have the most fights? <laughs> oh, gosh. Lowe's. <laughs> ah. <Yeah. laughs> The bet is the W. The W downtown uh, the w. is one in Buckhead. Oh, one in Buckhead, w. yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, wow. I don't know why they think the W is the spot. Yeah. In every city. <laughs> it, used, it used to be, though. <laughs> Back in the day. Wow. I've never really been a W guy. No, it's too contemporary probably for you. Yeah. I don't like the mirror leaning up against the wall. Put the damn thing up on the wall. There's all this furniture leaning up on stuff. Oh. Hey, too much Where's the button room. on this little skinny-ass lamp? <laughs> the hell you mean touch the stem and it come on? I call it downstairs. <laughs> really? really? Yeah, where's the room service? It's in your phone. <laughs> Lady? Yeah, it was too high-tech. Yeah, I, don't, I don't like stuff like that. You <laughs> You want to talk to somebody. No. He's an Catch. intercontinental guy. Yeah, yeah you know, four the seasons, Ritz, you know, uh-huh. Ritz, give me that. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all down here, damn W Street, Miko and everything. In the lobby can't even get in. Uh, <laughs> go to Steve Harvey FM if you want to comment. Coming up next, run that prank back with the nephew. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour in entertainment news, a uh, lot of stuff going on. We have to talk about Ray J. But right now, it is a nephew. He is here to run that prank back. What you got, Neff? Wall workers. <laughs> <laughs> Time for the wall workers. Once again. You think it's a good time to do that prank right now with the Ain't they working on the uh, talking about the wall? Yeah. Uh, That's what the whole government the shutdown is about. Yeah. But why I want to do the wall when it ain't good time? Well, the the wall the wall company would like to uh, The what, Steve? The wall company <laughs> would like to let you all know that they're in the haircut clipper business and have nothing to do with this damn What the prank. government <laughs> Yeah, they're not involved in government <laughs> shutdowns. In case you all are thinking wall as in the wall as in the Clippers. W A. You know what wall I'm talking about. The wall mm-hmm. they gonna yeah. be 
working on, mm. on the board of the farm. Yeah. Yesterday when you said it, Sally sent me a thank you. Who's, who's Sally? Sally, Sally Beauty, Beauty Supply. They sent me a thank you. So many people prom- came in. Promote, promote Walker. Said, where's the Clippers Tommy was talking about yesterday? That's funny. All right, here it is. Wild Workers. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach Harvey, please. Speaking. Who's this? My name is Kevin. Uh, I'm calling from um, Wall Workers Recruitment. Uh, are you currently working right now? Are you employed? Uh, no, I'm not employed. I'm looking for some, some work right now. Yeah. Okay. okay. What was your name again? I'm sorry? What was your name again? My name is Kevin. Kevin. Okay. How you doing, Mr. Kevin? I'm good. I'm good. You got, you got recommended. Uh, somebody put you, uh, gave us your name that you might be interested in doing some work. We actually have a uh, contract with the government. And uh, we, at this point, don't have enough manpower, and um, we're looking for, uh, for people that want to work. So this this bill is actually going to probably start probably mid-March, beginning to mid-March, wow. and this this is going to be a three- to four-year job. So if you're looking for really? some, uh, some employment, we've got you. This job is going to pay $40, $45 an hour. You're going to work 12-hour shifts and at least six hours a day. And it's all construction. Nice. So, uh, from my understanding, you've you've done quite a bit of uh, construction. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that 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 is correct, sir. I've been working okay. in construction for the past like twelve years now. So, yeah, that's yeah. great. Thank you. Thank you so are, much are for the call. Yeah, are you used to are you used to um, work with concrete quite a bit? Yeah, yeah. No, I I do everything. You know, anything okay. that has to do with construction, I'm your man. So. Good deal. Uh, I mean, sure I mean, we, we definitely want you to come in, and, and we want to get you a physical. Uh, make sure you're, you're, you know, in good shape to, uh, to actually be um, a part of the company. We want to make sure you're, uh, you're all fit and ready to go for March. So, do um, you think this would be something you'd like to do? Yeah, I, this is this is amazing. So, what type of project is this? This is, um, like I said, we're on wall workers recruitment. I'm actually spearheading it. Uh, we got this deal with the government, so we're as soon as we get the green light. We just got to make sure we got enough manpower, and we're looking for. Wait a second. Wait a second. Did you say wall wa- workers recruitment? Wall workers recruitment. Correct, sir. Like building the wall. Building the wall. Building the wall at, at the uh, at the borders. Exactly. I know. I'm sorry, man. I'm I'm gonna have to pass on this. I mean, I need the work. Uh, I mean, is there is there is there a problem, Javi? Yeah, it's a problem. I mean, I'm Mexican American, man. I got family that lives over there in Mexico. I got family that lives over here, you know, in the states. Like, I don't, I don't want to be a part of that. I mean, it's too so, much controversy. I don't want to be a part of anything that Trump has to do with, with building some wall. Are you kidding me? You were excited when I told you we were paying you forty-five dollars an hour for twelve-hour shifts and six, six, six days a week. I mean, that's pretty good yeah, money. Of course, I mean, great money, but I, I wouldn't be a part of this for if you paid me a hundred bucks an hour or a thousand bucks an hour. I mean. You know, that's disrespectful to my people, my brother. I mean, it it ain't gonna happen. I don't, I don't want no part of this. I didn't know. I didn't know what type of project it was until now. I mean, you must have said it really quickly because I didn't catch what you said. And I don't know if you're catching what I'm saying, but I want no part of this. So you have a problem with building a wall, and we're paying you X amount of dollars that's gonna put. Um, you know, food on your table and, and take care of your family. You got a problem with that? No, I don't give a f- if it puts food on my table. I can make my money doing, looking for some other work. I ain't gonna be a part of building some god f- mother f- wall. Don't you f- 
you understand what I'm saying, bro? I, I hear what you're saying, but I mean, we're going, we're going to be built in the first place. My family, my ancestors, this land right here belonged to them before it was a part of the U.S. All right. I mean, how there's a border is because some sold this part of Mexico to the U.S. I mean, he betrayed us Mexicans. This is not cool. Not cool. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Are you just calling Latinos to build this wall? Or are you calling other races too? I I, I haven't. Um, I mean, uh, I, I don't know everyone's nationality, sir. I, you just came. Well, what about the me. last names? How about that? Though? Are you looking at the last names? I'm, I'm I'm not looking at the last names. I mean, I know. Uh, I, I assume that you were Latino. Your name is Javi. I, I got that. But I, I, it's I, actually I, Javier. It's Javier, not Javi. Only my friends and family call me Javi. All right. Okay. Uh, um, do you have any friends or family you think might want to work the wall? Man, f*** you, bro. Yo, who the f*** do you think you are, man? Your parents probably dropped you when you were a baby. Okay. Nobody could be that f- dumb and stupid all at once. Haven't you seen the news? I mean, what the hell do you think I was going to say? I mean, you, Trump, and everybody else that's a part of building this wall is going to all shove the wall off your f***, all right? I mean, okay, well, 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 no f- this is To this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, in today's entertainment news, Ray J, you know we love us some Ray J. Ray J has just flipped his scooty bike business to a Canadian ride-sharing company called Loopshare. Ray J reportedly received seven figures in that deal, what? Steve. Yes, yes, what? yes. The e-bikes and scooters, which include a sit-down model, a Vespa-style unit, and a standalone scooter, they will start popping up in the U.S. and Canada with plans for global expansion. He's going to take over the world with these scooty bikes. Uh, Ray J <laughs> didn't cash out. He, he just didn't, you know, cash out and dip. He controls 19 million shares and will apparently wow. play a key role uh, in strategy, Steve. What do you think about that? I mean, you know, 
I don't know the particulars, but congratulations to yeah. the brother. That's business. That's yeah. gangster. That's it really big. is. Young OG That's big making yeah. it happen, you know. 19 million shares. They're really popular. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man. Yeah. If a share That's worth a dollar, is that 19 million? Hmm. What you think, Jay? Good math. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> if a share worth a dollar, is that 19 million? <laughs> Let me ask you something. What you think one time 19 is? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'm just, Julia, I'm just saying. What do you think one times 19 is? <laughs> and, yeah. uh, yeah. I mean, you know, when it goes public, you know, mm. that's what he would own is 19 million shares. If he can maintain his amount of shares as they di- divest, you know, when they take on mm-hmm. more money, sometimes your shares get diluted. But what he's done is a brilliant business move, and congratulations. However, they dilute, they could become more valuable than that. Yeah. You know, let's say, let's say to get up to a round of funding. I'm just talking hypothetical. Now. Mm-hmm. Let's say Ray J has 19 million shares, mm-hmm. and they raise 50 million to really blow the company up global. They take on 50 million, but he has to give up some of his shares. So let's say he gives up nine million shares. And he keeps ten million, but let's say it turns into an IPO. Let's just say they go out for ten dollars a share. Ray J got a hundred million dollars. Wow! 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 Okay, go ahead. Well, Ray J. yeah. Well, well, wait, way to go, Ray J, my new friend. And Prince's love. Mm. You know <laughs> I love it. And the baby. Business. Yeah. yeah. Little, he make little families baby. and he make money. He do both of them. He do. He, he powerful. Famous. Yeah, he yes, he powerful. Boy, he <laughs> All right, guys, switching gears. We're going to talk about this story and other news. Covington Catholic High School reopened yesterday as police continue to respond to threats and suspicious packages delivered to the school. In the wake of last weekend's tense showdown between students and Native American uh, Nathan Phillips, Phillips was interviewed on the Today Show this morning, a day after Savannah Guthrie sat down with 16-year-old Nick uh, Sandman uh, to get his side of the story. Phillips said he watched some of Sandman's interview and uh, thought it was coached and written up for him, adding that it showed insincerity and a lack of responsibility. Phillips said he was trying to break up a tense encounter between the students and members of the black Hebrew Israelites. He says he tried to walk peacefully through the crowd chanting a prayer for peace, but was quickly surrounded by the students and couldn't move. Take a listen. When I put myself in prayer and used that drum to reach to God, that mass of young men surrounded me and the folks that were with me. And it was a, a moment to, when I was in prayer. It wasn't that I felt like I could stop anything or do anything, but I felt like I was spiritually moved into that center, into that center of that whirlwind. They got support from Trump and um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I saw that. Yeah. um, uh, Phillips went on to say that he is still angry about the encounter. He blames the chaperones for not reining the students in. But despite his bitterness, he says he forgives the students. And Steve, don't you think that instead of supporting one side, President Trump should bring all sides together? He doesn't no. know how to do that, it seems. No. I, I don't expect moment. anything good of him. Mm-hmm. I expect I expect him to do what he did. <clears throat> the students had on Make America Great Again hats. Anybody that shows support of him, 
he's on their side. He don't. The facts don't mean they had the red hats on. That's all that matter. I'm really don't even know. I'm not well versed enough about the situation because I've heard mm-hmm. conflicting things. At yeah. first, I heard that the uh, uh, the Native American gentleman, Mr. Phillips, I think that's uh, his Nathan name, Phillips, uh-huh. that he was okay with everything. Then I heard that the student was just that little grin he had on his face. Thought he would just smile. He'd diffuse it. I heard his statement. Um, I, I know you know prepared statements when I hear them, but. He's a kid. I don't. I don't care. I don't care nothing about them students. I could care less about them. They don't shake or move the world. We're we're not getting anything from the White House that brings people together. Nothing. It's no. Hey, let's nothing. sit down. Let me invite all of you to the White House and talk it over. That's not who we have up there. I don't expect him to do anything different than support whoever had the red and white hat on. That's all of it is. So I tell you what, I did not like. What? When they kept referring to the uh, organization as these young black men who were riling up everything. Oh, the Hebrew Israelites? Yeah, that's who they are. Stop. Uh-huh. Don't just try to band everybody together. Oh, you know the uh-huh. name of the group. Just say the name of the group. Move on with your story. Don't try to make this about this young, angry group of black men. Because a lot of black people, that wasn't saying nothing to them kids. Mm-hmm. And the stuff that they was yelling to the kids probably shouldn't have been saying it. Yeah, you know, they were saying some stuff to the kids rough. I thought yeah. was yeah. out of line. But, you know, if, yeah. if you understand the organization, you know, they, they say what but they want to say. So, All right, we got to move on, guys. Coming up in 20 minutes after the hour, Florida Secretary of State resigns from office as, wait till you hear this, Steve, as blackface photos are released. We'll talk about that when we come back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Florida Secretary of State Michael Ertel is uh, learning the same lesson former NBC host Megyn Kelly learned about blackface. He's stepping down after offensive Halloween pictures of him emerged online. Uh, Ertel had the audacity to wear blackface 14 years ago when he dressed up as a female Hurricane Katrina victim. What? Uh, his costume also wow. included uh, a head uh, scarf, yeah. Steve, around his head. Uh, so now newly elected Governor Ron DeSantis, who appointed Ertel, got wind of the pics uh, on Thursday morning after the Tallahassee Democrat uh, newspaper obtained them. Shortly thereafter, Ertel resigned his post. The photos were taken back in 2005. Two months after Katrina ripped through Louisiana, we all remember this. And while Ertel yes. was uh, serving as Seminole County Supervisor of Elections, worth noting. Now we remember this from the election. Governor DeSantis had his own racial controversy during his hotly contested campaign against Andrew Gillum. Remember, uh, he said uh, he made the statement about uh, "Don't monkey this up." Remember that comment yes. he made? Oh, yeah. but he yes. fired people now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. For blackface. Mm-hmm. But how, yeah. how is blackface, a uh, hurricane blackface, uh, Katrina victim, your costume? How 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 is that a costume? What, how is that surely, your choice? <laughs> you don't you don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm lame. I'm, I'm like no. Listen, Shirley. Yeah. There are people who think that stuff is funny. Yeah, yeah. First of all, there was nothing funny about Katrina. At all. Nothing. Thousands of people died. I'm telling you, it it was probably the biggest natural catastrophe in the history of the United States. Mm -hmm. 
especially lives that and were lost. And the way they handled it. Yes, that, yeah, yeah that was made a Made it even greater. You know, Puerto Rico was horrible what yes, they've done. Yes, yes. And what they're still they're not still doing in Puerto Ka- Katrina was another catastrophe. You think they learned, but here's the problem. They learn nothing when it comes to people of color. I'm telling you right yeah, now. Yeah, you're right. If Puerto Rico was the Hamptons, oh boy, yeah, you better say boy, it. Boy, yeah. stop. Yeah, you're right. But we're talking about New Orleans. We're talking about all those black people in that Superdome. All those black people in that area, which was a dangerous area. Anyway. Yeah. All right, uh, coming up at 34 after the hour, we're going to switch gears and talk about the difference between raising boys and and raising girls right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, so it was interesting on your talk show, you had a conversation about the difference between uh, raising boys and raising girls. You talked about this on, on Steve, on your talk show. So what is the difference? What... I mean, it's a huge difference. And for people who don't think it, I don't think they have boys and girls. Mm-hmm. You can't raise them the same way because you're, you're not trying to get the same results. You're trying to turn, eventually, one of them into a fine woman, and you're trying to turn the other one into a fine man. Right. They happen to be two totally different species. Now, do you want them to have the same drive? Yes. You want them both to be disciplined? Yes. Mm. Do you want them both to have a strong work ethic? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want them to be law-abiding? Yes. Good citizens? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But after that, that's it. Mm-hmm. We're not alike. We don't dress alike. We don't talk alike. We don't process information alike. And we don't think alike. Women are emotional. Uh, yeah. They're typically more so than more men, so, but there are yeah. men who are more emotional on some subjects than women. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. Sports, we way more emotional. I see more men crying over games than I do women. I'm talking about literal Wrong tears. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're raising a boy and you're raising a girl, that is, it's just a difference, man. I don't see how a person cannot see the difference. Now, Tommy, you got boys and girls. Right. So you know there's a difference. Big difference. Raising Trey different from raising Sydney. Oh, my God. Two totally different people. Two totally different people, two totally different genders. I I have to approach it differently. Yeah, you know, like, for me, it's crazy. Education-wise, I've had very little to no trouble from the girls. Mm -hmm. Them damn boys. I couldn't Mm. even get mad at them because, hell, I didn't. Sydney smarter than everybody in the house. <laughs> Them girls, man. They... Lori went to school. She just straight A. She just got all A's. She got a B. She was so upset one time. I was looking at her. I was confused. You got a B. Let me tell you something, dog. I got a C on my report card one time. And was happy. My daddy bought me a bike. <laughs> I'm looking and bragging. That's what I gotta say. Yeah. Boy, that boy studied his ass off. <laughs> That's my boy. Yeah. I've, I've seen uh, it, it go difficult. I just don't see how people don't see the difference 
when you're trying to get different results. Yeah. You're trying to raise a lady and you're trying to raise a gentleman. Them two different people. You got to take different routes. You know, yeah. you're not going to raise your daughter to open doors and pull out chairs and pump gas. Some people do that, though. They believe in this gender neutral raising, you know. That's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm you know, that's the thing now. Play this. That's stupid. Yeah, it's the thing. It's called what, Shirley? It, it's like gender neutral, you know. Uh, yeah, even though you're you're genderless, you're bo- you let yeah, that child you, identify just, with yeah. whatever gender they, they had a heart yeah. attack. Yeah, seriously. All right, we got to move on. Uh, up next, it is the nephew here with today's prank phone call. Right after this, you're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject: My husband is not carrying her casket. All right, but right now, the nephew is here with today's prank phone call. You heard me, Carla. (laughs) What you got, Neff? I'm going to enjoy this. Yeah, you are. What you got, Neff? Butt man. What? Butt man. What man? Yeah, 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 Julia. What man? It's called butt man. Okay, let me break this down to you. So, at the, uh, you know, at the job, somebody... Somebody copied their butt on the machine, on the copy machine. People are still doing that? No, it, it, it didn't really happen, Shirley. Uh-huh. But I, I act like it did. So I'm human resources, and I call mm-hmm. this man, this brother, uh-huh. and say, mm-hmm. hey, we uh we got an understanding that uh somebody on your floor copied their butt on the copy machine. What? And we need to um set a meeting with you at 11 so mm-hmm. you can come in. Uh-huh. And we need to see if it was you, oh, which wow. means what? You got to show. Which us. we need? Y- yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Man. We need to. We, we need. Much. We need to see your butt. Here we go. And you, you already know how brothers act. Here we go. Wow. Right now, butt man. Hello. Hey, I'm trying to reach Vaughn, please. Uh, this is Vaughn. Who is this? Vaughn. This is Darius. Darius with Human Resources. How are you? Uh, I'm doing fine. Can I help you? Yeah. Listen, we um have an incident that has taken place at the job. You actually, what floor are you on, Vaughn? I'm on floor 12. Floor 12, all right. So, do you use the copy machine that often on that floor? Uh, Not all the time, but I do use it every once in a while. Okay, every once in a while. So, here's what's going on. There's going to be some actions being taken place here pretty soon, some legal actions. And we're just clearing everybody, you know. This is this is just a proper procedure that we're having to go through. So let me just kind of enlighten you on what's taking place. Someone um, on the 12th floor has copied their butt on a piece of paper in the copy machine. So someone actually sat up on the Xerox machine and copied their butt. Why someone would do that, I have no earthly idea. But what's happening now is everyone on your floor is going to have to come in and show their butt. So we're scheduling this now. I'm thinking Friday at 11 a.m. Would that be suitable uh-huh, for you to uh-huh, come? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Y'all, y'all, talking, <laughs> y'all talking about y'all want me to come up there and show show my show my because somebody, uh, I'm a grown man, okay? I'm a grown man. I ain't do that. Okay, you know what? I believe you. I believe you wholeheartedly, Vaughn. But just to clear your name, we have to, I hate to say it, clear your butt as well. So we want to make sure 
We're going to find out whose butt this is on the piece of paper that did this. We're yeah, going to yeah, find you're out. Gonna find, you're going to find out who's you're gonna find out who's cheeks those are, and you're going to find out real quick they're not mine. All right, I'm not doing that, man. I'm not going to come in. You said Friday? You're doing this on Friday? Friday at, el- at 11. I'm not coming in my day off so I can pull my pants down with some strangers. Look at my, really? Look at, my, look at my cheeks talking about somebody copied. I'm not okay. doing that. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want this to take a turn, Vaughn. Because right now, this is. If you're not. If you're saying you're not coming in, then other actions will be taking place. If you don't come in and follow the procedure that everybody's saying, everybody else uh, that I'm calling, they have to come in. How many? How many people work on that floor? There's at least eighty plus people on that floor. You talking about trying to have eighty plus people come in, drive all the way to work. So some strangers we don't even know can look at our look at our cheeks, and I'm not gonna do that. I don't know who did it, but I know they ain't me. Well, and somebody to, somebody xeroxed their butt on the 12th floor, and I, I we're gonna that. get to okay, but we're gonna get to the bottom of who did it. And what you're what you're not gonna do, Vaughn, is tell me you're not coming in. What you're not gonna do? Do you like your job here with this company? Okay, what you're not going to do is act like you're going to fire me because I'm not going to show y'all my sweet goodies just because you just cause you from HR. You got me fooled if you actually expect me to think that everybody that works on this floor is over here like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll let some strangers look at, my, look at my crack. You must be playing. No, sir, not with me. Okay, well, let me, ask, let, me, let me ask you this. Do you have a coworker named Andre? Andre, yes. Okay, and Andre says he knows you. Now, I'm just going to put it out here. Andre is stating that it could have possibly been you. Really? Andre got the nerve to say it could have been me? Man, f*** Andre. Why did he try to single me out? Like, I even use that damn copier. I'm around there playing games. I'm a grown-ass man. He must be out of his mind thinking he going to say I did it. All I know is he stated that you were a possibility. That's what that's what he stated. He said I was a possibility. That that's dumb. I, he ain't have absolutely no reason to think. I don't even use that copier, man. I use that thing like once every two three weeks. Okay. Everybody okay, on so, that floor. Okay, so out of once every two three weeks, is there a possibility maybe you propped your butt up there and and copied it? Not at all. Y'all don't even, ain't even told me when this happened. I probably wasn't even working when the booty cheeks got scammed. In the, you, can, you must be out your mind. You can waste everybody else's time trying to bring everyone in to get a free strip show, but you're not going to do that to me. This has to be unethical and illegal on so many levels. You're trying to come in and say everybody on the entire floor has to come show their cheeks? Man, you must be f***ing kidding me. What's your name? Whole time you trying to call me saying this is HR. What's your name? Because when I, 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 I'm, I'm Darius. I'm Darius out of Human Resources. I told you that when I first called you. Well, and well, Darius. Well, Darius. When I do come into work, you the first. I want to see. Let me ask you this, Vaughn. Do you know Leslie? Leslie, I know that. Better not even say my name. But so you do know Leslie? Yes, I know Leslie. She works there with me. So you trying to tell me that Leslie said this? Uh, do you want to know what Leslie said? Yes, I would like to know what Leslie said. So when I cuss her out, I get it right. Okay, Leslie told me to tell you 
that this is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show, and you just got pranked by your coworker Leslie <laughs> and Andre. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Leslie Dude. and Andre oh. got me to prank phone call you, man. <laughs> Dude, I was so... Man, I was pissed. <laughs> yeah, your uncle is right, bro. Somebody is going to whoop your ass. And I bet, I bet it's this year. 2019 is your year. All right, Vaughn. Tell me this, man. What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? The Steve Harvey Morning Show. Somebody is definitely going to whoop your <laughs> You like butt, man? Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. No Give it to me. Give it to me. No comment. <laughs> That's butt, man, baby. Come on, now. All right, I'm in Tampa right now this weekend, and everything is sold out. But uh, next laying in the cut is the one and only West Palm Beach, Florida. It's legendary. 22nd, 23rd, and 24th, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of February. I will be at the at the uh, West Palm Beach Improv, 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. Tickets on sale right now. But Get it man. while the getting is good. Go see Buttman. Buttman Butt might be there. <laughs> How immature is that? I know. Making copies at work. All right, listen. You ain't never done it. Thank you, nephew. Up next, it is the strawberry letter. Today's subject, my husband is not carrying her casket. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, it's time now for today's strawberry letter. If you need advice on relationships, on dating, on work, on sex, on parenting, and more, Please submit your strawberry letter to Steve Harvey FM and click submit strawberry letter. Okay, we could be reading yours live on the air just like we're going to read this one. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the strawberry letter. Subject, my husband is not carrying her casket! Exclamation mark. Dear Stephen Shirley, here's my ordeal. My husband and I have been married for eight years, and we have three beautiful children. One of my husband's longtime ex-girlfriends died over the weekend, and we were all shocked because it was so sudden. My husband's best friend is the deceased woman's cousin, so he called to tell us the bad news. He said that the family was working out the funeral arrangements and had decided that they wanted my husband to be a pallbearer at her funeral because the ex-girlfriend still loved him up until the day she died. This was just too much for me to process. My husband asked if I was okay with him being a pallbearer at the funeral, and I said, H-E-double-L, no. That spells hell, Shirley. (laughs) And I told my husband's best friend that the family needs to find somebody else to help them out. So later that day, I asked my best friend if I was wrong for saying no, and she said that I was dead wrong. She said that I'm being jealous and insecure about a deceased woman, and it's not a good look. She told me that I need to be more concerned about the flirtatious women that are living and always in my husband's face. Needless to say, I'm not speaking to her right now. I am in no way, shape, or form jealous or insecure. I told my husband that we will go to the funeral together to pay our respects, and that is it. He seems a bit uneasy with my decision, but he does not want to keep stirring the pot and make me angry. I would love to get your thoughts on this. Am I wrong? Please help. 
Well, you know, you sound like one of those women that is is not here for it at all. You, you're not having it. I don't care if she's dead, alive, or what. I, I bet you did say some choice words to your husband other than uh, H-E-L-L. No, you said this is some BS, probably. You know, you're a little crazy. Try it again. Try it again. Try it again. <laughs> she said it. She said it. Uh, yeah, and you're a little crazy, but it's okay. It's all right. You have every right to feel how you feel about this situation. But I just got to tell you, lighten up, please. I mean, the woman was his ex-girlfriend, right? Uh, you've been married to him for the last eight years, and your best friend was right, I think. The woman is dead. I mean, are you mad because her family said she still loved your husband until the day she died? Well, I I say this. Unless they acted on this love that she supposedly had for your husband until the day she died, and you did not mention that in this letter, it's okay. She just loved him from afar still, uh, according to this letter. Now, you know, she's dead now, so... um, And you've told your husband that, no, he can't be a pallbearer uh, (laughs) because you won't like it. (laughs) But, I mean, you know, so he's not going to rock the boat. Uh, He doesn't want you mad. He doesn't want, you know, to come in the house and with with an attitude and all that. So, yes, go on and go to the funeral as a family and pay your respects. But, again, I say to you, lighten up. The woman is dead. She's dead. Steve? Let's just get to the bottom of this. Am I wrong? (laughs) You know, good and hell well, you wrong. <laughs> You've been married for eight years to this man. You got three beautiful children. One of my husband's longtime ex-girlfriend died over the weekend. We were all shocked. Now, let's break that down. We were all shocked. Now, was you shocked or was you something else? What? what else? Now, was you shocked or was you relieved? Oh, man. Oh, oh, oh man. I didn't know you were going to say okay. that. No, no, no. I, I, mean, I mean, come on now. Uh, okay. Come on now. Based on the rest of this letter, I got every right to ask Yeah, that. you do. Was you shocked or was you so, or was you so overjoyed <laughs> it appeared as shocked? Wow. <laughs> Somebody come in and say, man, man, Lucretia died. Now, that sounds like shock, don't it? Yeah, it does. But that sounds a lot like joy. What? That's a bad actor, Steve. Uh-huh. What's she doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Carly. So, now, my husband, uh-huh. best friend, is the dead woman's cousin. <laughs> so, he called to tell us the bad news. He said the family was working out the funeral arrangements and had decided that they wanted my husband mm-hmm. to be a pallbearer at her funeral because the ex-girlfriend still loved him up to the day she died. Wow. Now, that was too much for me to process. My husband asked if I was okay with him being a pallbearer at the funeral. I said, hell no. <laughs> that woman didn't say no H-E-L-L. <laughs> She said, hell no. Mm. I told my husband's best friend, and I see you all in the middle of it now. See, you ain't even you ain't even let see this is why you started messing up. I mm. told my husband's best friend that the family need to find somebody else to help them out. See right there. If you, if the, your husband asked you, was it okay? 
you would say, baby, I wish you would decline that. It would make me uncomfortable to see you as the pallbearer of your ex. But you ain't do that. You took it into your hands. See, to see this way you made it real stinking, where it looked like he ain't standing up or he ain't got no say-so in his life. You told your husband's friend that the family need to find somebody else to help him out. So later that day, then you still in it. You went to ask your best friend if I was wrong for saying no, and she said I was dead wrong. She said I'm being jealous and insecure about a deceased woman, and it's not a good look. She told me I need to be more concerned about the uh, flirtatious women that are living and always in my husband's face. Needless to say, I'm not speaking to her right. I am in no way, shape, or form jealous or insecure. Yes, you are. You are jealous and insecure in all shape, forms, and fashion. Mm -hmm. You better not go nowhere near that dead heifer. (laughs) He's dead. What can she do to you now? Now, you are being jealous because the woman is dead and you're being insecure. What do you mean you're in no way formed jealous or insecure? That's exactly what you are. You jealous of their relationship and you insecure of how to look if he got his hand on that cask. Now, when we come back, I'm going to tell you what else she told him. All right. We'll be back at 23 after the hour right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letter, Steve. Subject, my husband is not carrying her casket. This woman been married to this man eight years. They got three beautiful children. Got a call from his best friend, who is the cousin of this woman. Said, man, the girl you used to date died over the weekend. The lady writing the letter said we was all shocked. I don't really think she was. (laughs) Shock, relief, and joy can be the same damn sound. (laughs) See, Shirley, say something shocking to me. Oh, Steve, you lost all your money. What? <laughs> now, say something joyful to me. Oh, Steve, you just made a billion dollars. What? <laughs> it can be the same thing. Same thing. See? <laughs> I see your point. <laughs> see, it's the same yeah. damn noise. It's the same noise. Yes. So the noise she made that looked like shock, I think, was damn near joy. <laughs> because later, now, she had, later on in the letter, she act like, Family working out the funeral plans, and they decided they wanted her, your husband, to be the per- husband, be Paul Bear at her funeral, cause her ex girlfriend loved him all the way up until she died. That was too much for me to process. My son's husband asked, was okay being a Paul Bear at the funeral?" I said, "Hell no." Mm. Then you jumped in and told your husband's best friend the family need to find somebody else to help him out. So later that day, I asked my best friend if I was wrong for saying no. She said, "Yeah, you was dead wrong." Said I'm being jealous and insecure about a deceased woman is not a good look. Told me I need to be more concerned about the flirtatious women that's living and always in my husband's face. Need to say I'm not speaking to her right now. And in no way, shape, or form am I jealous or insecure. Yes, you are. You are very jealous and insecure. I told my husband we will go to the funeral together and pay our respects. You ain't even like the woman. What is your ass down there for? Why are you at the funeral of somebody you don't even like? You know, I ain't never been to nobody's funeral I don't like. Okay. Mm-mm. Oh, man. Uh-uh. He seems a bit uneasy with my decision. He messed up. Because, damn, it's just about showing respect. The family would like to see him do that for her. 
It ain't nothing. They had a relationship one time. There's nothing no more to it. But he does not want to keep staying in the pot and make me angry. Because you crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to get your thoughts on this. Am I wrong? Please help. I think you are wrong. Now, you're insecure. Get over it. She gone. And now that she's gone, she can't hurt you no more. Oh, let's give her toast. <laughs> what you want? She gone. You tripping. He can't do nothing. He's scared. Nah, he don't want to stare the pot. Yeah. You trying to be big about it, but you can't. You can be the Paul Bear, but you better not touch cash. <laughs> <laughs> when you go up there, don't look at it. Don't look uh, at you the body. Yeah. <laughs> you can go you up know. there and view it, but you better not look in there. <laughs> Let, me Let me see you crying. Let me see you crying. You ain't carrying nothing. You ain't carrying these eulogies out of this church with you either. You're not carrying <laughs> a damn thing at this point. Don't remember right. the eulogy? You're not carrying a eulogy out of here at this damn church. You ain't putting your hands on nothing. You touch that casket and see what's happening. You can be the pallbearer, but you better not touch a handle. <laughs> You, know. you, not, you ain't carrying no chicken over there at the after pass. That's what you ain't carrying. You ain't carrying nothing over there. You ain't going to carry your grieving ass nowhere near. I, I swear to God, let me look over there. Cry. Cry. Let a tear come down your damn cheek. Yeah. Sitting up in here at this funeral, you in here crying. What is you crying for? That's exactly why I came down to this funeral. So we could pay our respects together. You over here crying. Got me looking crazy in front of everybody. Uh-huh. All these damn kids right, talking yeah. about mama, why daddy crying? Because he missed this house. <laughs> but why the kids at the funeral? I bought everybody, the whole family coming to the funeral. You ain't going by yourself. Her family need to see that you got a family. That's all that That's why about. you ain't over that can, this heifer down no aisle. With nothing, I don't give a damn if they put six wheels on it and get it oh. down there. You ain't, I bet you better not push it. I tell you, that's you bad. better not throw a rose petal in that cast. <laughs> you know how much this really happens. This happens sit up in lot. here and they want you to come up and speak and say something. Get up there and say something. <laughs> say something. Better not say nothing good about the heifer. Wow. Say you missed her. Say it. Say it. I wish you say would. you missed her. Give a story. Say it. Get up there and talk about you. Remember the time. You don't remember nothing. Say it, Cam. You lost your damn memory about her. It's what you done did. Mm. Yeah. Talking about something. Want you to come down here and be the pallbearer. You ain't finna bear nothing. Huh. Sitting over there. I don't want to lose. You better not have a tissue. <laughs> uh, what's, she, what's she gonna say about the in, 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 in memory uh, video? What's she gonna say about the video? You see that video? You better be a picture of you in there. I hope. I hope they say something about you. For your sake. I swear to God. I'm going to throw this Bible right through that screen. I'll turn this whole damn screen down. You let him mention your name in this video. She loved him till the day she died. She ain't been talking about anybody loved her. Raise your hand. I'll tear your elbow off. Uh, sitting Steve, up in here. Oh, this is, huh? this is evil. See, you know how they have now at the funerals, the programs, and you know they had pictures in there. Yeah. So since she loved him, they got a picture of them together. Will you look at this here? <laughs> oh, no, this family didn't. What is that to put your funk ass in here for? <laughs> what is you on the picture grinning for? Uh, well, baby, that's an old ass picture. But what you grinning for? Oh, man. Oh, man. Sitting up in here, got me and these kids up in here like we care. 
Oh, we'll just forget it. I just won't go to the funeral. Oh, no, you, you can't going. go now. Oh, no, 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 you no, going. No. Oh, we all going. Oh. And I'm going to be staying upside your head the whole time. This is a show now. But I tell you what, you better not think you're fitting to be. You ain't fitting to be the Paul Bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can be the you you be the Paul Bear. Now, you can be the Paul. <laughs> you can be the Paul. But I'm going to be the bearer of bad news yeah. if you even look over there in that cast. Wow. <laughs> Well, All right, listen, we got to get out of here. Email or Instagram us your What thoughts. you slow down for when you're trying to view the body? <laughs> With your thoughts on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM. Coming up in 10 minutes, we'll have a little more on this Strawberry Letter. Oh, man. He's still at the funeral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. his funeral right here, yeah, boy. She, oh, he's going for sure. All right. <laughs> That's all coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, we're still on this letter. Uh, This has touched a nerve. The subject, my husband is not carrying her casket. A woman wrote in, she and her husband have been married for eight years, three beautiful children. One of her husband's longtime ex-girlfriends died over the weekend, and it was a shock, she said to everyone, because it was really, really sudden. Uh, her her husband's best friend is the deceased woman's cousin, so he's the one that called to the house to break the bad news. And uh, the family wanted her husband to be a pallbearer at her funeral because the woman who died loved her husband until the day she died. And uh, wifey says, absolutely no, <laughs> you will not be a pallbearer. We will go to this funeral as a family and pay our respects. You're doggone right, that's how we're going. <laughs> I don't know how else she thought we was going. Oh, uh, you thought you was just going to leave me and the kids at the house. Why is you down there grieving? <laughs> Well, honey, uh, we were best friends, you know. You was what? We were uh, ex-boyfriend and girlfriend. We did. So you just gonna keep bringing this half up? Well, she's dead now. What difference does it make? I mean, I, I couldn't go back to her if I wanted to. I mean, um, oh. she's dead. She's she's dead now. She dead. Let 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 me take this over, sweetie. You 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 ain't going nowhere, uh, Bernard. Well, <laughs> Bernard can't Bernard? go. No, listen to me. Well, You're not going nowhere. Yeah. You ain't fit to be no Paul Bear. We in this funeral together. But Connie, we were friends. Listen to me. Listen to me. Was. Look at this pastor. We sitting up in here in this funeral. Look, what is his family looking over? What her family looking over here for? Well, yeah, it's me. It's me. I don't need all that. It's me. They're looking I'm at the me. wife right now. You understand? Sitting up in here, pastor, sitting up in here talking about we missed her. And what he look over here for? Baby, that, he was looking sitting at me. Sitting over here talking about, no, talking talk about something. She gone too soon. Oh, she ain't getting about here quick enough for me. <laughs> she ain't gone too soon. She's right on time. She went right on here when the Lord wanted her out of here. I can't stand when pastors say that. They gone too soon. Then we sit up in here on Sunday. He talking about to let the Lord will be done. It was yesterday. God. That's when she got up out of here. Right when the Lord wanted her to. I don't see what we're sitting up in there. I don't see why everybody crying for anyway. Yeah. Oh, because we miss her. You miss her. She wasn't that well liked. She was a good person. Hey, none of my friends <laughs> like her. Yeah. Mostly because I didn't like her. What about now she gone. Best friend? And what is this open casket? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, that's- oh, so we got to sit up here and look at this heifer, too. Okay. He wanted an open casket. I tell you, well, I don't give a damn what she wanted. <laughs> well, we wanted clothes. Sitting up in here and put all this. What is she wearing glitter lipstick for? 
Oh, no, she don't. She ain't had her last kiss. Where did she glitter lips on? Dressing up just like a little hustle. I can't stand this funeral home. That's why I don't like Parker Funeral Home to this day. They always been trying to make you look more than you is. She look tight ass red dress on. What is you looking at her for? Now, I tell you what, listen to me. See how everybody going around viewing the body? You see that right there? Yes, we got to do it too. No, no, when you go, try. <laughs> you slow down and look at that funeral and see what happened to you. Your ass better have your knees up by your neck. <laughs> you need high knees. Yeah, you better be stepping real tall around that part to slow down and see what happened. You're going to be over there in it with her. Now, Connie, that's I swear no to God. To I swear to God. If you stop to say something to her, I'm going to slam your hands in the cast. I might say oh I miss God. her. You know, rest in peace. I might say something. I bet like I won't that. miss you with this gun. <laughs> you say you miss her. I bet I don't miss her. You might miss, but I yes, uh, sister. Uh, what is it, baby? What about the the three minute remarks we would like for, you know, your husband to say something? You talking about three minutes? But no. Yes, Connie. Yes, yes. about I the want, deceased. Yes, yes, I wanted yes. to say something. He ain't got three minutes to say about her. <laughs> he can say what Connie. all he got to say from this chair right here. <laughs> but we want to. What y'all want him to say? Well, just to, to talk yeah, talk about how, how nice of a person she was, how good of a life. how much yeah. we're going to miss her. If they was that nice, they wouldn't have broke up. <laughs> People break up for reasons. <laughs> you get out of a relationship for reasons. Yeah. Now, obviously, they had a reason. Y'all sitting up here talking about how nice she was. She wasn't nice to him. Can the husband, can Bernard ride in the family car? In the family the car. To- <laughs> oh, what? No. No, you Why? didn't. You talking about what in what? You trying to get me killed, Carla? If Bernard riding in the car, if with her, it'd be that damn hearse. <laughs> <laughs> she can scoot over. It's what she could do. Honey, if I catch his ass in that car crying, with her fat ass mama leaning on my husband, uh uh-uh, uh, and only if he ain't in this car with me, the only other ride he gonna be in, he gonna be sitting up in that hearse with her. Mm. That covers that. Honey, they're good people. They that they didn't, they, that. Just, they they just asked me to be a pallbearer. That's all. Uh, don't read you too much into listen it. Listen to me. Tommy, mm. you You're good. not fixing to carry nothing with her in it. Do you yeah. understand me? Okay. Yes, you better not carry a purse down here for them for them to lay in the case. <laughs> well, can I ask a question, Miss Con? What? The repass. Can y'all go by the repass? We we're not doing no carrying. Didn't you just give me? <laughs> But the repass for the food, repass yeah. is just where you sit around and have food. We not care no reminisce. food. <laughs> you, you reminisce. And, uh, yeah, talk about the good time. Reminisce. I wish you would reminisce. I wish you would rim or niss <laughs> and see what happened to you. you wish Go what? somewhere and start to rim what? and nissing over this heifer and see what happened to you. Connie, that's not a good look. No, you know that's we not have calling nice my Connie. name, Connie. <laughs> we got three kids, Connie. We got three kids. Y'all got no kids. Mm. No, we broke up. And you ain't going to have no kids now. (laughs) Because she did. Because she did. Nah. (laughs) Nah. (laughs) This is what I was waiting on. Go on and live my life in peace now. I've been worried about this hell for all these years. 
<laughs> well, you sound a little insecure, baby. I don't. I, don't really I ain't insecure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, we got to get out of here. Uh, coming up at the top you can of get the out hour. Of here with her. <laughs> coming up at the top of the hour, we'll tell you about the medical marijuana ad that CBS has banned from the Super Bowl, and NFL Hall of Famer Joe Montana is in the weed business. We'll talk about it right after this. Puff, puff, puff. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so did you guys hear about the medical marijuana and uh, cannabis uh, ads that CBS banned from the Super Bowl? I missed this. Yeah, this is according to TMZ now. The ad produced by Acreage Holdings, it's a marijuana and cannabis investment firm, was willing to pay, get this, $5 million for the spot, but CBS flat, flat out turned it down. Because wow. we're they told. They give me $5. I'll run the spots right five now. Million. $5 million. $5 million. Give me $5 million. I'll run the spots right now. I'll be in the commercial. And I ain't never had weed. <laughs> <laughs> $5 million. Yeah. But CBS turned it down because uh, we're told that they don't allow any marijuana ads on the air. The ad profiles three people, a boy who had hundreds of seizures a day that were not abated by traditional medicine, and uh, they had another one about a man addicted to opioids and then a veteran who was in severe pain after his leg was amputated. All say wow. medical marijuana made life livable. Livable. Wow. Wow. Yeah. But the Super Bowl won't let him air it. it. Yeah. Oh. Sound like I should have been in the commercial. Yeah. Sick as it. Mm-hmm. Wow. You ever, you ever thought about it, though? Uh-uh. Yeah. Nah. That might help. Yeah. No, CBD no. oils are real, though. Yeah. Cannabis oils. Mm-hmm. That stuff is real, Julia. I don't know mm-hmm. if it'll help, but. I, you know, I'm looking at that. I, hell, I tried. I, man. You have no I got some at the house. I take a shot. Mm. Being there, being, taking bubble baths, all kinds of stuff. Whatever you want. If it do work, though, y'all Drinking know. Orange juice, and you, if it do work, I do have to come to work. You know I'm going to be smoking. a junkie. <laughs> Like, you know, you know I'm gonna be in Don't he ask me. You already high weight no one. He hasn't said the <laughs> word junkie you in a long yeah, time. He worked in crisis. <laughs> well, the point of the ad guys is to push push for legalization of medical marijuana on the federal level. Now, 30 states have made medical marijuana use legal, but a federal law would make a big, big difference. So wow. that's why, yeah. Oh, I don't care what they do. They're going to do it. It's going to eventually happen because they found out a way to make money on it. They tax it. Uh-huh. So it's going to become legal. It's just like alcohol. Yeah, that wasn't I always mean, really, legal. What's worse? Cigarettes, man, are addictive and cause Deadly. cancer. Yeah. And, and some people said sugar, you know, what the effects sugar has sugar. on your body. But yeah, cigarettes, though. Think about disease. cigarettes. I know. I know. Think yeah. about what they do to a cigarette. Yeah. They dip it in nicotine, mm-hmm. which is addictive. Mm-hmm. And they call it legal, they, though. And, and, and they put it on you, man, where you, once you get it, you got to have it. Yeah. Yep. Your, yeah. Your and body it causes it. cancer. Yep. Mm-hmm. Lung disease. That's, that's crazy, man. Yeah. In, in, uh, but they've legalized it. They legalized yes. alcohol, which mm-hmm. causes so many deaths, man. Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, In other related news, you can call him Grow Montana now instead of Joe Montana because NFL Hall of Famer uh, Joe Montana is investing heavily in the weed business. 
Uh, he's 62 years old. He's one of the major investors of a company called uh, Kaliva. It's a major legal marijuana operation. It's out of San Jose, California. The company not only grows weed, it also sells everything from joints to vape pens and even marijuana beverages. Wow. Mm. I never even heard of that. Marijuana. You know how high you would be? <laughs> If they put marijuana in Kool-Aid. <laughs> what is that sugar? Yeah. You know how many black people be in trouble? Oh, yeah. And you have some of that Kool-Aid. Energy drink? I, I'm, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I haven't. I know. Uh, vape pens, joints, marijuana beverages. Hmm. I've heard of um, edibles. Oh, yeah. Well, you ain't got to worry about that shit. Gummy bags and all that. What? What? You ain't got to worry about that shit because you can't cook. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Even if you make sure. some edibles, ain't nobody going to want it. <laughs> Who made the brownie? It's not, there's something wrong with these brownies. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, so, but I don't know what the beverage is. Hall of Famer, huh? Joe Montana. Yeah, Joe Montana. Yeah. Making money? Yeah. It's legal. It yeah. is. You're right. Especially in California. It's just states. been illegal for so long. It's just hard to remember Sometimes that it is legal, you know, it's on the state level anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. It is weird. It's a weird mm-hmm. feeling. What? Yeah, but it wait is. A minute, sh- wait a minute. Shirley, what? It's a weird feeling now that marijuana is legal. That's oh, all. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I don't. Come on. You know well, Shirley, I'm not. Shirley, all I heard you say. Yeah. No, it's a I weird don't smoke. I went, keep talking. What? Keep talking, Shirley. Yeah. Just keep talking. <laughs> it sounds Shirley, so good. It's, it's, it no, it's really so it's good. Weird. It is really? a weird. That's all. We, well, if you had heard the beginning of the conversation. I can't believe my, my co-worker smoke weed. <laughs> well, I don't, so you don't have to believe it. <laughs> I heard the beginning of the conversation. I, yeah, we were talking about how strange it is now that marijuana is legal. That's all. It's And then weird. you say it's a weird feeling. Yeah, it's a weird feeling to even be saying it and talking oh, about it. Yeah, I knew what you meant, Shirley. We were we were on the same page. I know no, we these weren't. guys. You know we, me and Shirley. No, we weren't. No, we weren't. Me and Shirley were on the same page. I can tell you some people. Uh, people no, I do turn not. around on the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> Shirley smoked weed with her bush ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She said it this morning. On no, Steve's I show. did not. That's a conversation all She day. said she feel weird when she did. <laughs> I went down. Come on, Shirley, do it. <laughs> oh, Tommy, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Strawberry flavor, too. <laughs> well, it's legal. So, anyway, <laughs> whatever. There it is. <laughs> Speaking of weed, where's Jay at? <laughs> the pothead. <laughs> it's legal He's today. Yeah. This damn junkie. Oh, yeah. He's so <laughs> That's the second uh, time you've said that man, word today. you can't today. take his ass nowhere. All his clothes smell like weed. With Jay be in your car, you be going, hey, man, roll the damn window. <laughs> I know he smokes. <laughs> I know he smokes. Well, I don't. I work with him. He repeats himself seven times. Did you hear me? What I, what I, I, I forgot. What I just say, Jim? Hey, man. You put that dope down. You can remember some of this stuff you said. Hey, Jim, what I just said. Yeah. You, what you just said? All right, listen, yeah. we'll what be you back. You just asked me what you just said. We'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Harvey Show. show ignorance. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, guys, a survey by Frito-Lay finds that 90% of people will have at least one snack during the big game. 
with 80% one. of those. Yeah, just, one. yeah, at least one snack. That's uh, it? I didn't say that was it. I'm just saying at least one they'll ha- have with 80% of those people snacking on either potato chips or tortilla chips. And when it comes to dips, salsa is the number one dip for game day snacking. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to have mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I'm going to be at the game. Oh, okay. Oh, that's oh, right. Really? Nice. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. going to be great. Although French onion is the most popular for potato chips. Um, Man, you know, I ain't had that in years. Years, right? Onion dip. Wow. It used to be so good. Oh, man, I thought that was, like, I haven't had that. I'm, we used to make it, sweet. Yeah. With Lipton. Uh, With Lipton, Lipton, French onion soup French and sour onion cream. Onion soup. Yep. Yeah, I hate when I go over people's house. We, we make our own. I can't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> Some way people, it's, I'm, you know, I, you know, I say that, you know, it's over somebody's house for Christmas and, I said, man, Steve, you like egg now? Oh, I mean, I love egg now. We make our own. I can't stand it. I just went, I'll be damn. Yeah. I got a cigar <laughs> went out on the porch. <laughs> because it try your egg. It was so loose. It doesn't taste anything like the It don't be thick and creamy. It uh-huh. was loose. We don't like ours thick. Well, damn it, I do. <laughs> You're just <laughs> eating an egg, drinking an mm. egg. <laughs> what else do people they be some just milk. doing? It's some stuff, man, you just have to buy. Yeah. 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 So French onion dip is the most popular for potato chips. Of course, where you live may influence your Super Bowl snacking decisions. Wings, like, you like baby. salsa? Yeah, I love Wings. salsa. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, we pe- make our own. <laughs> and then now, I look at say, where the salsa at? There it is right there. We put the eggs in it. Like red water. <laughs> said, wait a minute. Hold up. <laughs> you, eggs. You put some eggs in the salsa. Gail, girl, have you tried it with salsa? With your eggs in it? No. I just want the salsa with the chips. Yeah. Wow. We make our own. We put eggs in it. Uh. I said, are you finished making it? Yeah. I said, it's, we don't like them little bitty chunks. We like everything. Big chunks. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'll be <laughs> I can't stand it. It's stuff that you're not supposed to make. Just buy it. Okay. Well, people in Los Angeles are the biggest lovers of chips. They love chips. People in Dallas love you chips. like chips. We make our chip chip raw potato. Cinnamon man ain't no crunch to it. It's hard. You chewing them? It's like wet potatoes. Yeah, skin on it. Oh dog, man, I, man, I can't stand that. People in Dallas like chips. Miami, New York City, and D.C. Meanwhile, Boston fans are more likely to pick tortilla chips for the uh, big game instead of potato you chips. You like wings? Yeah, I love wings. Uh-huh. Got to have wings. We make our own. Go ahead. We make our own. <laughs> we do. Yes, we, we don't do. even use chicken. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do they use? Tofu? What are you doing? <laughs> we make our own. Wait do you taste. It tastes just like chicken. We don't use, our, we don't use chicken. <laughs> I hear you make wings and don't use chicken. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, let's see. Uh, fans in Houston and Atlanta also like tortilla chips. And then there's Chicago. It has its own favorite snack. Chicagoans, Chicagoans love popcorn. 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 You like potato salad? Mm-hmm. We bought that. <laughs> That's what you should have made. <laughs> yeah. Snowball the one thing you got to buy to make is your potato salad. You like potato salad? Yeah. We bought that. I'll be dead. <laughs> you know what I don't like, though? I love wings, but I, I cannot stand Swedish meatballs. I, I can't really? stand those oh. things. No, I'm not a fan of them, surely, like but I'll eat them. All right, we'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening 
to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ray J, you know we love us some Ray J. Ray J has just flipped his scooty bike business to a Canadian ride-sharing company called Loopshare. Ray J reportedly received seven figures in that deal, Steve. Yes, yes, yes. The e-bikes and scooters, which include a sit-down model, a Vespa-style unit, and a standalone scooter, they will start popping up in the U.S. and Canada with plans for global expansion. He's going to take over the world with these scooty bikes. Uh, Ray J (laughs) didn't cash out. He just didn't, you know, cash out and dip. He controls 19 million shares and will apparently play a key role uh, in strategy, Steve. What do you think about that? I mean, you know, I don't know the particulars, but congratulations to yeah. the brother. That's business. That's yeah. gangster. That's it really big. is. Young OG That's big making yeah. it happen, you know. 19 million shares. It's really popular, yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, man. Yeah. If a share That's worth big. a dollar, is that 19 million? Hmm. What you think, Jay? Oh, do the math. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> if a share worth a dollar, is that nineteen million? Let me ask you something. What you think one time nineteen is? That's awesome. I'm just Julia, I'm just saying. What do you think one time's nineteen is? And yeah. uh yeah. But- I mean, you know, when it goes public, you know, mm. that's what he would own is nineteen million shares. If he can maintain his amount of shares as they divest. You know, when they take on mm-hmm. more money, sometimes your shares get diluted. But what he's done is a brilliant business move, and congratulations. However they dilute, they could become more valuable than that. Yeah. You know, let's say let's say to get up to a round of funding. I'm just talking hypothetical. Now. Mm-hmm. Let's say Ray J has 19 million shares, mm-hmm. and they raise 50 million to really blow the company up global. They take on 50 million, but he has to give up some of his shares. So let's say he gives up 9 million shares and he keeps 10 million. But let's say it turns into an IPO. Let's just say they go out for $10 a share. They just got $100 million. Wow. 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 Okay. Go ahead, Well, Ray J. yeah. Well, well, way, way to go, Ray J, my new friend. And Prince's love. Mm. I love it. And the baby. He make families and he make money. He do both of them. He do. He He powerful. Yes, he powerful. All right, guys, switching gears. We're going to talk about this story and other news. Covington Catholic High School reopened yesterday as police continue to respond to threats and suspicious packages delivered to the school. In the wake of last weekend's tense showdown between students and Native American uh, Nathan Phillips, Phillips was interviewed on the Today Show this morning, a day after Savannah Guthrie sat down with 16-year-old Nick uh, Sandman uh, to get his side of the story. Phillips said he watched some of Sandman's interview and uh, thought it was coached and written up for him, adding that it showed insincerity and a lack of responsibility. Phillips said he was trying to break up a tense encounter between the students and members of the black Hebrew Israelites. He says he tried to walk peacefully through the crowd chanting a prayer for peace, but was quickly surrounded by the students and couldn't move. All right, Steve, coming up, our last break of the day, closing remarks, okay? Get ready, people. Right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, here we are, last break of the day on this Friday. Take us home. Uh, Today, I'm, I'm, I'm still committed 
to trying to uh, uplift everybody. I, I really want to share, not teach. I want to share with you all just some things I've learned. And, and understand, I don't know it all. And, and I don't think I know more than you. It's just that I've learned in my life that repetition is sometimes good. Somebody told me one time that there's a scripture, I don't know where it is, but it says something to the effect that faith comes from hearing, not from having heard. I didn't understand that until I got older. Faith comes from hearing, not having heard. Sometimes you've heard something in the past, but it didn't quite connect. But all of a sudden, you hear it at a particular time in your life, and oh my God, it's like a it's like a brand new phrase. It's almost like you've never heard it before, but it clicked, the light bulb turns on. So that's what I was taught, that faith comes from hearing, not from having heard. So sometimes repetition is good in wise sayings or understanding a scripture, because at a particular time in your life, it's so valuable to you because it happens right when you need it to hear. So in my commitment to uplift people this year, I've decided today to talk to you about another mindset that you have to develop to get to where you're going. And that is to elevate your thinking. You've got to elevate your thinking. You have got to think above your current circumstance. Because where you are now, the moment you say now, as soon as you get through saying now, that moment that you claimed as now is gone. So what I want you to do is I want you to start thinking beyond today. Because for the majority of us, tomorrow is going to come. For the majority. Tomorrow is going to come. So I want you to elevate your thinking so that you can have a better tomorrow. And what I mean by that is, I want you to up your ask. When you're talking to God, from now on, up your ask. The things you've been asking God for, I want you to think about it. Elevate it. Expand on it. Blowing up. It's not too big for God. It may seem tremendous for you. It's nothing for him. It's absolutely nothing. It's a wave of a hand. It's the blink of an eye. It's a mere motion to him. It's nothing. It's it's an afterthought. He does amazing things. But you've got to call on him to get to gain access to all this amazing stuff. There's a scripture that says, you have not because you ask not. And simply what that means is just what it says. You have not because you ask not. Most people don't have the life of their dreams because they never ask God for it. Now you think about that. What have you been asking him for? If you've constantly been asking for rent, don't he always give it to you? Don't you somehow always manage to come up with the rent? Might be a little bit late, but don't you come up with it? Yeah, you do. Suppose you change that and just ask for a mortgage. Why would he not give it to you? It's just some money to where you stay. That's all it is. So if you keep asking for rent, you're going to get rent. But if you ask God for a mortgage, he'll give you a mortgage. But you have not because you ask not. You got to up your ask. 
Let me show you something. This is not bragging, but I want to show you something. You're listening to a person who's been at just about every economic state. So at one point in time, I kept asking God. I said, God, man, I sure want to see another zero in my income. If you could just give me another income, another zero. So I was making, you know, some thousands back then, right? In a year. I've had years where I've made $4,000. I've had years where I've made $7,000. I've had years where I've made $8,500. I've had some lean years in this comedy thing. So I asked God, man, if I could just get another zero. But you know what I did? The zero kicked me up to 10000 And from 8000 to 10000 spread out over the year, I did not really see a big jump in my lifestyle because the $2,000, it elevated it, but it wasn't quite what I wanted. And so I just kept asking for zero. Do you know what happened one day? I was talking to this very, very wealthy guy. And I told him my theory of praying for the zeros. He said, you praying too small. I said, what do you mean? He said, you praying too small. You asking for zeros. He said, if you get another zero from 10,000, you'll have $100,000. He said, that ain't where you want to be. He said, why don't you ask God for some commas? I said, what? He said, why you keep asking for zeros? Commas change your life. Ask God for commas. Elevate your thinking. When I went from asking God from zeros to commas, do you know he gave me another comma? Do you know what that did for my life? Do you know what it would do for yours? But you can't get it unless you ask. You have not because you ask not. Elevate your thinking in this year. If you up your ask, he will up his give. It's a fact. It's not a theory of mine. It's a fact. You have not because you ask not. Those are my closing remarks. Drop it. I'm telling you. Drop it. I'm telling you. Drop it. A comma. Man. (laughs) Woo. Have a good weekend. For real. Y'all have a great weekend. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Geico knows there are many reasons why you ride. From the exciting adventure of the daily commute to the peace of mind that Geico always has your back with 24-7 access to claim service and legendary customer service. But Pamela Mund had one reason in particular. My skin is extremely averse to most fabrics, except for the soft, buttery feeling of leather. Thankfully, I found my clan of leather lovers in the biking community. It's been life-changing. Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Weight loss. It feels like a constant cycle, like my body's always working against me, pushing back on all of my progress. I learned that anytime I lose weight, my body tries to gain it right back. Finally, I discovered it's not entirely my fault. I know healthy eating and exercise are important, but they may not be enough. So I talked to my healthcare provider about whether a prescription medicine could help me lose weight and maintain it. Together, we made a plan to tackle this. 
a plan to help lower my risk of future weight-related health issues like heart disease. Join me and make a change for the better. Talk to your health care provider about treatment options to manage your weight.